What's wrong with you people? What's happening, brother? How are you doing? Hey, man. I am good. I'm tired. Yeah. It's been a long couple of days here. It has. State conventioning. We have been in Tyler, Texas, yeah. also Flint, Texas, also Flint, for the annual meeting of the Southern Baptists of Texas Convention, and uh, we've enjoyed that. You've got to come as a guest. Yeah. I've been here as a messenger, yeah. uh, but it was a fun time. Yeah. We, we got to uh, meet a number of folks, have a good time, mm-hmm. and uh, we want to thank you for tuning in to Not another Baptist podcast, a weekly podcast with two knucklehead uh, friends that are exploring the ins and outs of church revitalization. And we are also grateful for our friends at Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. And in the alumni lunch, they shared a little something something that is coming your way in March, which is kind of timely in the time in which we live. Yeah, you know, even before the upheaval of the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, widespread disruption and social change have left many ministers wondering, what does ministry look like now? And that's the very question the Ministry Now conference aims to answer. On March 22nd through 24th, experienced ministry leaders from around the country will gather on the beautiful campus of Southwestern Seminary in Fort Worth, Texas on Seminary Hill to explore how God's church can thrive in this ever-changing ministry context. Founded on an unyielding commitment to biblical truth built by expert practitioners and designed to encourage and equip God's people in every area of ministry, this gathering is a place where you can be empowered to live your calling wherever God has called you. And that is March 22nd to the 24th, and you can learn more at swibbits.edu slash ministry now 2022. Whoop. And so we hope to see you there. And speaking of the upheaval of COVID, one of the things that pastors have certainly realized by now is there are people that are perhaps more committed than they were before yeah. COVID. We've got some that are still on the sidelines and then some that may, we have to realize, may not even come back. Right. And uh, recently I was meeting with a uh, thought leader in the SBC and that was something he talked about. Is the church is really now broken into thirds, where you have a, a third that seem to be more committed than they were perhaps before COVID. Maybe they give more, they come more, all of that kind of stuff. And then you have some that are sort of on the sidelines, they still are, are coming. And then you have some that are largely disappeared and, uh, and need to, in some sense, be treated as if they are gone yep. and, uh, and to reach them again. And so... One of the ways we do that is reaching in. We talked about reaching out, ways that we can reach out in the holidays through uh, meeting in uh, nursing homes or or doing some of that kind of stuff, reaching out to local pregnancy centers or foster care uh, environments, reaching into the, uh, or reaching out to homebound folks and so forth. And uh, and so kind of taking that, uh, those that may struggle in the holiday season, we're gonna talk today uh, really about reaching in. Uh, we mentioned that with our pumpkin spice kind of bonus video best, that we posted. Bonus video we've ever done. My yeah. favorite one. It, it is not my favorite. <laughs> my my favorite is when you had the candy corn latte. You remember that? <laughs> I do. On our way to a state convention. To a state meeting. convention. There's something about this season <laughs> that just brings the worst out in us. And so 
because the Astros lost the World Series, I had to keep up my end of the bargain and uh, drink a pumpkin spice latte. And the next thing I know, I'm walking around Flint, Texas in Uggs and uh, in my sweater vest. And so <laughs> feeling good about myself. Uh, but yeah, so we're going to talk about reaching in. And uh, in the holidays, of course, we've got folks that maybe they're family has moved away and, uh, and perhaps they struggle with loneliness and so forth. And there's a number of ways that we reach in throughout the year, uh, but certainly during the holidays, what are some ways that you can reach in to the members that you have that may be on the sidelines or maybe uh, struggling with loneliness? Yeah, you know, I think we talked about this a few weeks ago um, in, in an article that, that we posted that basically said, you know, the folks that you have right now are the folks that you have. Yeah. Um, we talked about you know, I think it's time to stop talking about, well, when everyone comes back, because at this point, who you have is who you have. So uh, now is probably a good time for you to just go through your church roles. And, and if you haven't already done so, take stock of who's there, who you see on a, on a you know, somewhat consistent basis, and then maybe who you haven't seen in a while. And, and again, especially as we approach the holidays, consider some ways that you can um, reach out to reach out. Reach, reach into your folks that, that um, may, may not have been there for a while. So obviously, we're approaching the holidays, a note, um, maybe a, a small gift card, something like that, just to say, hey, we, we still we love you, we miss you, we hope you're doing well. Um, phone calls are still effective forms of, of ministry. Um, home visits, for those who are comfortable with it, you probably still have some folks in your church that are not super comfortable with, with a home visit, and that's okay. But... Uh, you, you know, just let folks know you have not forgotten about them. And also, that's, that may give you a really good indicator of who's still around and, yeah. and who is kind of dropped off the map and, and, you know, isn't really interested in coming back. And, and that's good for you and your, and your church leadership to know during this season as well. Yeah, and that's something that, you know, for, for me, certainly as a uh, new pastor to a new church, it was always helpful to do is to know who is your church. You've got a membership role that perhaps hasn't been looked at for a, you know, a while and you wonder where people are and, uh, and are they in, are they out, uh, that sort of thing. And, uh, and so one of the things you can do is just begin with that church role and just start looking at it. Is this somebody that you've seen? Is this somebody you haven't? Do they still live there? Have they moved on? Have they died? Uh, you know, this goes back perhaps to, you know, some of the pushes we've made in the past of regenerate church membership, making sure that, you know, your membership roles reflect who is actually part of that church, because it helps you know who your church truly is and, and who you as a pastor are ultimately going to be responsible for. And uh, in ways like he mentioned, you know, reaching out through phone calls, through texts, through emails, through letters, visits when you can, uh, just working your way down the role. And we've talked about it before, maybe breaking up your church roles depending upon your size. Uh, breaking it up in a sense of just a manageable amount that you can work through uh, either on your own or with a number of people and uh, and just find out who's a part of your church. And, and so if we're talking about, you know, COVID a little bit, this is still a part of the world in which we live. Uh, as we talked about, there's probably a third that are all in, a third that are sort of in, maybe a foot in the door and maybe a foot out the door and then a third that are gone. Uh, you know, when we want to reach in maybe to those that are in that third group or that second group, those that are kind of in, uh, how, how can you sort of sell them 
on why they should be a part of what you're doing. Give them Starbucks gift cards every week and <laughs> <laughs> yeah. feed them um, pizza. Like, yeah, just, yeah, like yeah, youth ministry right. all over again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, during the during the holidays, again, I think we have some unique opportunities because um, a lot of churches do extra stuff during during the holidays, and, and I think among those that are kind of on the fringe, if we'll say, of you know, maybe, maybe they could go one way or another, become more committed or, or drop off the map. Um, I just think the holidays provide a really good time of reflection in their lives. And so, you know, if you're doing a Thanksgiving meal, reach reach out to them and, and invite them to come be a part of that Thanksgiving meal. Um, certainly Christmas Eve services. I would also say Christmas service projects. So um, as we're recording this in the next couple of weeks, um, Operation Christmas Child shoeboxes are, are coming due. So if you're doing a packing party, it's a great time just to invite folks to come be a part of that. Um, if you're doing some of the outreach ideas that we talked about in a previous episode, invite those folks to come be a part and, and to serve. So if you're, if you're serving a meal, um, if you're you know, going to a nursing home or going to some shut-ins, doing a caroling night, something like that, reach out to your folks that are kind of on that fringe and invite them to come be a part. That can be a really good way to re-engage some relationships that, that have maybe not, I wouldn't say go by the wayside, but, but that aren't as strong as they were uh, 20 months ago, yeah. right? And and serving, just something about the way God's wired us, serving has a way of re-energizing spiritual lives and rebuilding connections within a local church. Yeah. I know for us, you know, we, we grew significantly during COVID, uh, which was a blessing. Uh, it was also a struggle because for us, we had a number of new families and so forth that maybe didn't know one another, didn't know members in their Sunday school groups, all of that kind of stuff. And so when we would get together and I would realize in Sunday school and so forth, they didn't know the people in the Sunday school next to them. And so that's why we did the meal is we would then invite all of those different Sunday school, all of that kind of stuff together and then intentionally kind of assign seats along, you know, where they were going to sit down so that they were having conversations with people that they didn't know because they, they had come to the church during COVID, didn't know all of the other members of the church. And so with Thanksgiving coming around, that might be a time where if you're going to do a meal or something like that or a Christmas meal or like that Christmas, you know, shoebox deal, we're going to have a packing party invite those people and be intentional about connecting them with people that they may not know within the church. Did, did, did you get any pushback from assigning seats during no. those things? Nope. Nope. Okay. No. I, I was just curious because, you know, folks kind of, like you said, they can tend to navigate to their familiar spots with their familiar folks. Um, yeah. So that's, that is, I think that's a really helpful tip. Something that we probably don't think about often is assigning seats at something like that. Yeah. That's a, that's a good, good tip. Um, and maybe even, so if you're doing like a shoebox, we would do kind of an assembly line packing party. And you could even assign folks to certain tasks there where they're not working side by side with somebody that they know. That's, yeah. a, that's a good good tip. Yeah. What are some other ways maybe in the new year? Uh, you know, I know with a, a lot of folks, of course, I had, we've, we talked about it before, the big vision 2020 uh, before COVID that I had of, of all the things we were going to do and, and the ways we we're going to reach out and reach in. And of course, COVID kind of derailed that. Yeah. The, the new year is a great opportunity to be planning towards what are some ways to re-engage those that are in that second group that we talked about that are kind of in and out, and then maybe reach out a little to those that are on the fringe. 
Yeah, well, typically early in the year we have um, stuff like Sanctity of Life Sunday, right? Which is usually, I want to say in February, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, and so that's a great way to maybe serve your pregnancy, your local pregnancy center in some way. Again, reach out to folks and invite them to, if you're doing a drive of any kind for your pregnancy center, invite them to, to be a part of that. Um, and think through some creative ways as we approach Annie Armstrong in March and April, early in the year, um, to, you know, if you're doing like a prayer emphasis for Annie Armstrong, maybe invite someone who's maybe kind of been there on and off to, to lead in the, if you're doing a prayer emphasis, to, to read the profile of your, of the church planter that you're focusing on that's supported by Annie Armstrong, uh, a way to get them engaged in, um, in the congregational life and where you at least know, Hey, they're going to be here on this Sunday because their family's leading this, this prayer emphasis yeah. on this Sunday. Yeah. And I think another way is, you know, with Advent coming around, this is a great opportunity that you have perhaps to involve whole family units and the whole deal, you know, for us, we would have, of course, the Advent wreath and yeah, so we forth where we would get, you know, family units that kind of spread across the generational lines. So, young families, older families, all of that stuff in between. And then they would do, one would do the scripture reading, one would do the candle, all that kind of stuff. That's another simple way yeah. to really engage and, people. And I would say, um, now's the time to start thinking through that. We're about two weeks out from, from yeah. Advent season starting. And so you don't want to do what I found myself often doing. That was 10 minutes before the service going, oh no, I got to find some. Who hey, nice to see you this morning. Would y'all like to like the, <laughs> right? So start thinking through that and maybe enlist them ahead of time. Again, because that way you know, hey, they'll be here. And you can set aside some time to engage with them while they're there. And then a week or two later, that gives you a chance to follow up as well with a note, text, call, uh, email, whatever, and say, hey, thank you so much for being a part. Um, it was really good to have you. You know, um, I hope that we can, you know, hope, yeah. hope to see you here more often. And, and maybe that leads to you being able to meet more needs in the future. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, and also, of course, as we mentioned, uh, you know, last week uh, was the, the book that we have, People Walking in Darkness. That would be a great uh, tool that you can give to, to your families. And, and it's super cheap on uh, Amazon, and, and we dropped the, and, and the you price. And you can enlist a family to hand those out on yep. Sunday mornings to, to your guests. Yep. And so it's a great option for you, and we'll throw that in the show notes as well. Uh, but Kyle, why don't you send us out? Thanks for joining us, and until next time, may your coffee be as black as night, as bold as the gospel you declare. And buy our book. And buy our book, please. Please. Pretty please. Thanks for joining us today at Not Another Baptist Podcast. We're also grateful for our sponsors, the Christian Standard Bible, who present the truth of God's Word with accuracy and clarity for today's readers, equipping them for lifelong discipleship. It's a Bible you can teach from with confidence and a Bible you can share with your neighbor hearing God's Word for the very first time. The CSB, accurate, readable, shareable. Visit csbible.com for more. What's wrong with you people? <laughs>